This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Hold on, check me, boo. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer. And today I am joined by a guest I'm very excited to welcome to the show. He is an entertainment writer at The Grio and one of my personal favorite Housewives viewers to chat about things with. So I'm very excited to welcome Jared Alexander to the podcast. Hi, Jared. Hi, Dylan. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you. And I invited you on like probably 10 days ago. It was like, okay, we'll recap Salt Lake City. Um, And I feel like this is what a day to recap Salt Lake City because there is so much going on. <laughs> there is so much going on. And I know we have so much to talk about, but I have to say, like, this Rihanna news dropped like 20 minutes ago. I know. So it's just Rihanna's like, having a baby. I know. I am so glad that it the announcement came with, like, real photos because I can't handle, like, a one source is reporting to TMZ that Rihanna is expecting a baby and then, like, 24 hours of speculation. Like, we know it's true. It's happening. I'm happy right. for her. Those photos are gorgeous. I mean, she looks great. I know. I, I feel like it's bigger than, I shouldn't say it's bigger than the announcement, but like the photos are amazing. It's like everything we've kind of come to expect with like a star of that level, you know? Yeah, especially because those photos are of them walking around in Harlem this past weekend, which if you were in New York City this weekend, you know that it was fucking disgusting outside. <laughs> and so I'm like, I was like barely making it out to go to CVS to like grab snacks in my like snow boots and coat. And Rihanna's like bare midriff looking gorgeous, you know. Right. It was literally like Armageddon and she just like decided to have her pregnancy announcement. It's kind of perfect. Not everybody can do it like like she can. <laughs> um, I also wanted to talk about, before we get uh, too deep into Bravo, I know that you watched the Janet Jackson documentary this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I just want to chat about that for a second because I feel like that's, you know, it's like reality TV adjacent. It feels like it belongs in the same world. <laughs> Right, absolutely, absolutely. We're gonna make it work today. Um, no, I and I saw like all of your posts about it too, and I think you know I just like love Janet, adore Janet. My mom really loves Janet, so I kind of like grew up uh, okay. listening to her a lot. And I think, and I saw a lot of like some of your posts about it too. And I, I agree in the fact that it's impossible in four hours <laughs> to capture her. Like I found by even the first hour, we hadn't mm-hmm. even gotten to control yet. <laughs> I was like, we have three hours left. Like, you could really do an installment per era or per album. So I feel like um, that was the one. I shouldn't say let down, but it was kind of... I felt like there almost just, like, wasn't enough time. I, I do think, though, that yeah. the best parts were the the footage was just insane. Yeah, I think with, with something like that, it's like Janet has had such a long career. Obviously, there are so many, like, career achievements and different time periods to talk through, but then also her personal life has been really um, fascinating. And there are a lot of, you know, kind of tumultuous things that have happened. So it's like, truly, how do you choose what to include? And I thought I watched the first hour of it. And I thought that it was only I thought that was half of it, not a quarter of it. Like, I thought it was just one hour (laughs) on each night. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Right. It's halfway over. And she's like, not even famous yet. (laughs) I was very scared. Because I was like, they said they were going to talk about the secret baby and the Super Bowl and like all this stuff. And it's like, oh, never mind. Like four right. hours at least. Literally. But yeah, I I feel like it's always interesting watching so much reality TV, like Bravo and other adjacent stuff that's like very much like the reality genre. And then watching something that's like a documentary docu-series, but still kind of like getting into a little bit of that personal drama. And I I did love seeing Janet kind of open up about some of these things from her past that normally she wouldn't really have a reason to talk about publicly. I found myself, it was kind of a weird experience being like, we really don't know 
much about Janet, even just in how she relates to these huge things that we all know about, like especially with her first marriage. I mean, just hearing her kind of talk at length about that in those interviews um, was really interesting and intimate. But I do think that just how it was all pieced together, again, I feel like I would just chunk things differently. I feel like, especially in between control and nipplegate that's like 15 years and it kind of just flew by <laughs> and then the last it's like all post nipplegate the 90s were an absolute blur <laughs> <laughs> i know but yeah no i think hearing her be open about her relationships was really great um and i think you know on how it kind of also just tying it into housewives like we see so many marriages kind of in various stages of um downfall and so it's it's always right. It's always, I don't know, intriguing to see someone kind of give an autopsy of their relationship. Because I think so much of the time when something like that happens on a Bravo show, it's like, I don't know if we're really getting the full story. Uh, Right. (laughs) Like, how many boyfriends did Meredith Marks have? (laughs) Right. All all of New York, exactly. And I I just want to say, too, I think... You know, even just with Janet and everything, like, Mm -hmm. I think we're just in this era now, though. Like, we've kind of seen it, like, especially with the JT of it all and everything. Like, she's kind of finally getting, not her flowers, because, like, I think what the documentary does show well is that, like, she was literally the biggest pop star in the world, almost. But with the fallout of Nipplegate, there was just a lot that happened with her overall legacy. So I feel like I was expecting this to be, like, the moment for her, but I think it's kind Uh of still just a piece of what we're going to be getting in this time of her life. I hope so. I yeah. I hope she goes back on tour because I want to, I think that would be an amazing concert. Yeah. And I think she's still got it. Um, okay, let's talk about, let's pivot to Bravo full time. <laughs> first of all, Beverly Hills was in Aspen this weekend. And um, there were a lot of rumors. I always, it really <laughs> stresses me out when we're getting these like real time accounts of like what's happening on the trip i sort of don't love it when this happens because first of all there's no way to know what to believe and second of all even if it is all true then when you watch the show it's like wait i don't know what's happening so how did you feel seeing so much of this chatter come in over the weekend i completely agree dylan it's getting out of control like and i feel like it kind of started we've kind of seen now lately with housewives just like as it's evolved, the social media has just become even stronger. Like, I feel like the Denise of it all two seasons ago was, like, a big thing of that. Like, when that Daily Mail thing came out and it was, like, they confronted her about, like, this lesbian affair with Brandy. And, like, I, it just kind of ruins the experience, I think. And I think that season maybe would have gone differently if we just, like, went in a bit colder, you know, instead of, like, having all these preconceived notions about it. So while on the one hand, I kind of hate when this stuff happens, I'm also, like, addicted to it, though. <laughs> like, I, like, can't stop reading what's right. happening. And then they were kind of, it felt like a Scream movie. Like, it was meta. Like, they were trolling us by the end. Like, posting pictures and, like, throwing us all off. Right. I My favorite little social media blip was when Erica posted that selfie of, like, five of them on the trip. And this was after there had been the rumor that Erica and Dorit left early and Robin Dixon commented on the photo and she was like, y'all have everybody confused. <laughs> because right. it's like, it's always fun to kind of have a reminder that everybody is kind of experiencing it at the same time. And even if you're, you know, a housewife on another franchise, you still, they follow all these Bravo accounts. They still see all of this stuff coming in. And I love seeing like a little meta moment like that. Well, I think it's fun that it, it's happening to post Ultimate Girl Strip because we know that like the whole first episode was all about like, how some fan, or Anthony or whatever, like some fan, like had it detailed down to like exactly what had happened with Ramona. So like, it was kind of fun even just like in my mind to think about that, that like we know that they absolutely can read that. And um, it's cool to see that like they kind of are, you just kind of can't ignore it anymore. Like this is just where we're at. One of my favorite random moments was from Atlanta last season when there was like a rumor that had gotten out and um, it was in... I think it was in page six or some blog and, and Kenya was like, (laughs) no, 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 it wasn't me because it's in page six. If it was like a love B Scott, maybe that would be me, (laughs) but I don't talk to page six. And I, I just love like the intricacy where it's like, if it's published in this one tabloid, then it's a real thing that it could be me talking to them. But like, I don't fuck with this one. Probably there's some other backstory (laughs) there. It's like, 
I love the little acknowledgements that it's like, yeah, like that's something I would do. But in this case, it's not me. And then I feel like we also have then just like Kathy going rogue on live, like, which is just so funny. Like, (laughs) it's like, we're getting like this weird, like inside peak too, when that is happening. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. And I think Kathy probably doesn't, um, I don't know if she doesn't understand the assignment quite as much or just doesn't need to follow it as closely as the others in terms of like being careful about what they tease and kind of making everything a little bit cryptic. Kathy is out here, you know, commenting on Rick's Instagram, like, get me out of here. (laughs) Right. Oh, my gosh. I literally saw that this morning. And I think, too, you can tell in, like, Kyle's body language. It reminds me of, like, when you're, like, friends with, like, that friend who talks just a little too much in class. And, like, Mm -hmm. Kyle just, like, tenses up and is, like... Kathy, like, we shouldn't be doing this, but also, like, whatever, we're on live anyway. Let's just quickly say hi to everyone <laughs> and then get off it. It reminds me of, I, this happened, I feel like, more in college than anywhere else, where if you were, if you and your friends were maybe a little intoxicated and you went to, like, a restaurant or something where there were, you know, maybe some families, maybe some older people, you know, and there's, like, the one person in the group who's, like, talking a little too loud and, like, maybe being, like, a little inappropriate and you're just like, uh, I'm not, like, in charge of you, but also, like, maybe we could talk about, like, sex later. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's exactly Um, it. (laughs) I was going to say, also, too, I I just remembered, Teresa was also an Aspen at the same time. And I just, Teresa and Louie, and there was a part of me that was like, Kyle and Teresa need to link up, maybe, just, like, for a little bit. But I feel like they almost shy away from that so much, uh, sometimes. Yeah, I feel like they, they like to keep the Housewives franchises in their own little bubbles, kind of. And, you know... Obviously, we've had crossover moments in the past, but I think they don't want it to get too free-flowing between the cities. Like right. They they want to kind of keep that construction because then when they do an Ultimate Girls Trip, it really feels like a whole different, you know, kind of experience. But that photo, there was one photo that Teresa posted on her Instagram story where she's like on the ski lift or something and the Facetune and the fillers are just... Like a work and of the art. filter on top of it is <laughs> just like, and there was something there, happening. Like the way the light was reflecting, it was glitching like every two seconds. <laughs> There's something like when you when you ha- when you start with a canvas of like fillers and Botox, and then you add like your own little Facetune editing, and then you put an Instagram filter on top of that. We're really in the uncanny valley. <laughs> I'm getting like, literally. It's like the CGI Lion King. Like the animals are like a little too, a little too flawless. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. Okay, let's get into Salt Lake City because I don't want to, I don't want to like run out of time. Um, this episode, I just have to say, I was on the edge of my seat. It was one of those episodes where you turn it on and then you blink and it's 9.45 and it's like, oh, right. oh, oh my God, no filler. This was, this was just like, it was like a balls to the wall episode. <laughs> yeah. I, I re I had to rewatch the dinner scene this morning because I was like truly I feel like I missed half of what was going on because the dynamics within this group right now have gotten to a place where like truly each 
each pair of people, like every way you group them together, there is like such an interesting dynamic going on. There definitely is. It's it's um, even that group um, with Meredith, Mary, and Jenny <laughs> just like hanging out at the spa was like just felt so bizarre, especially just because of like the conflict between Mary and Jenny. But just like it almost didn't feel like the whole group in general. It's just like hard sometimes, I think, to like match them together just because they don't really feel like a group, at least to me, not yet. Yeah, I was it was interesting. I'm curious to know kind of how those outings actually got paired up because obviously it's like okay like Lisa and Heather are kind of like starting to get along maybe like Whitney and Jen actually seem like they're pretty good with each other right now um but then yeah Meredith and Mary have this I mean just like baffling affinity for one another that I think (laughs) is I don't think anybody watching the show understands it and that you know it is what it is but yeah to (laughs) To put Jenny with Mary, it's like they had had, it sort of seemed like kind of a breakthrough moment, even though as I was watching it, I was like, Mary doesn't actually give a shit about this person. She just is saying what she feels like she's supposed to say in the moment. But it's so, it's so telling of how poor Mary's social skills are that she can't even keep that facade up for like one more day of the trip. Like she, no. she had one moment where she was like, okay, Jenny, like I know you're a real person with feelings. And then <laughs> the very next day she's like, actually, no, 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 no. I can't do her. I can't do it. <laughs> right. And I feel like on the one hand, it it does feel uh, brutally honest as like cringy as it can be. Um, but at the same time, I think like, storytelling and like television wise it can be kind of confusing like i feel almost at the end of a salt like episode it's hard for me to even wrap my brain around like exactly what is happening like (laughs) exactly where people are at because i feel like um everyone's just firing off at all times and now i'm we have to mention too um it's such a weird watch with the jenny of it all like you kind of just are like watching two shows at once and there's like a part of your brain the whole time and of course i don't know what their timeline was to edit but it's like this last episode for some reason like jenny's interviews were so heavy in it like every five minutes there was an interview with her which she was still a part of the show at the time but it's just weird because you're just kind of thinking about all the stuff that we know now while watching it. Yeah, I'm glad that there's a lot happening because I feel like I can take it all in and not, I don't, there's never like a 10 minute scene that's like Jenny and one other person and that's just like what we have to work with. Um, You know, it really is like a tightly wound ball of mess at this point. But yeah, I think going back to what you were saying with Mary, it's like, Obviously, on these shows, we like seeing people that are real and people that are authentic and unfiltered and all of that is great. And I think Mary has those qualities, but she doesn't know she doesn't know when to sort of play along or or she's incapable of doing it or she doesn't want to. I don't know. You know, you could write a book about Mary Cosby, but um, it's like. I think with the people that are really successful on these shows, it's like they know when to be unfiltered and they know when to say whatever's coming to their mind, but also they know when they're at work and supposed to be, you know, kind of have these obligations and it's like, okay, yeah, I'm like down to play along or like, yeah, I'll apologize to Jenny. And like for the rest of the trip, we can like sort of be cool. And then I'm still not going to fuck with her at the end of the day, but Mary can't or won't, or, you know, whatever. It just isn't happening. Like it, she'll say the right thing for like one split second. And then it's like, immediately she's like, yeah, no, I didn't. I don't. I don't care about her, and I think it's, you know, that's Mary's whole thing. And then it is so strange with Meredith to watch her just like continually turn down every opportunity to stick up for anyone else. That's sort of like the subject of Mary's, you know, attacks. And it's like it just is very confusing. It's it's really off putting because I, in general, tend to kind of be on Meredith's side with stuff. I think she's a pretty, you know, fascinating person. I generally enjoy her vibe, but it's like, what is going on there? Yeah, I definitely feel the same. I, like you, like usually, not like side with Meredith, but I like, can really see where she's coming from. But this is like the one thing when the women present this to her, it's really hard uh, for her to even just defend it because, you know, she'll just be sitting right next to Mary and Mary will just spew out like 
all this stuff about everyone. And she doesn't necessarily co-sign it, but she just kind of sits there in silence. And I guess it's kind of like, how do you see, um, how do you view friendship? You know what I mean? And I think obviously with Lisa, um, <laughs> that really bothers her. Um, but again, I think it's it's so interesting, especially with the show, because I think... It's a new show and, like, a new era of Housewives. Like, this isn't, like, when, like, Jersey was new or, like, even when Beverly Hills was new. Like, there is just, um, I think, an awareness, minus Mary, that I think all of them have of, like, these shows and the DNA of them and how they work. And I think as wild as Mary can be, there was one thing that she said that, like, did kind of stick with me that, like, it just doesn't feel like a friend group. And not that it Mm -hmm. has to. And I think sometimes that takes time. Like, I always say, like, especially after, like, season eight of Jersey, like, they're genuinely, like, a group now that's, like, kind of in each other's lives. Like, on camera, off camera, the husbands are hanging out. Like, they're going out to dinner. And I just think it makes it feel um, just more sensical to watch. And I do think when Mary said that, I think that's my thing with the show. And it's still amazing and appointment TV and it's Housewives, so I love it. But it's really hard to follow when I think... Every single one of them um, know the assignment, I think, in a cool way, but there's no um, stakes, really, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, even with, like, Whitney and Heather, who I love, like, there are sometimes, like, with the with the, um, the memorial for Meredith's dad, for example, where, like, I was kind of exhausted by the end being like, well, like, we haven't even really talked about Jen's stuff, but, like, this is kind of what we're kind of focusing on, which I think is a cool tactic, but... It's almost like I can see through things, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think we've seen Whitney more recently sort of take up this bone carrier, shit stirrer kind of role. And I don't know how successfully she's doing it. Because I think she sort of knows the right topics to hit on. But it really is kind of an art form to be, you know, you have to be subtle enough that you don't just seem like you're repeating what a producer told you, you have to be, you know, empathetic enough that you don't immediately alienate the other people in the group. And I think she, she sort of fumbles that a little bit with Meredith because, you know, she and Meredith, for the most part, get along pretty well. I mean, Meredith sort of brings, confides in her a little bit that she's like worried about how the dinner is being paid for, which is just, oh my God. That An was absolutely crazy moment. I know. You had to also suspend your disbelief. <laughs> Spliced in with Jen, shaking her maracas, walking down the stairs. Unreal. But then Whitney brings it back to that place of like, so Meredith, we are all talking and we just need to know, did you lie about your dad's memorial? And like, it's not that I don't want to know the answer to that question, but I think Whitney sort of bringing it up at the table and making it seem like it was a group topic. It's like, that's not how you're going to get the the response out of Meredith that I think you're looking for. And similarly, when Mary comes back to the dinner table, she's like, wait, wait, Jenny, 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 you were, t- you were saying something, Mary, do you like Jenny? And, and like, I think that conversation needed to come up, but Whitney just goes about it in like the least graceful way, I guess. And it's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Like, I guess this is how we're getting into it. Exactly. It feels, again, like I said, like transparent almost. Like it's like, there's no way to react other than being super defensive. And I think we're like seeing this side of Meredith now where like her voice gets really low. and She's like, don't go there with me. You know what I mean? Because I think yeah. it just, it's not like in a... And maybe it's just the temperature of the show, but, like, you, like, talk about, like, bone collectors and stuff. And, like, like Ashley Darby is someone who, like, does this. Like, this is her style. Like, she will, like, bring it up right there in the moment or be like, we were talking about this. But, and I don't know if it's just the way that they hit the ball back in Potomac or on some other shows. But I think they're having a weird time finding their footing. Yeah, it's like, when Ashley does it, it almost feels a little more casual. That it's like, oh, yeah, like, we're talking about, like, what do you think about this? Whereas, like, with, with Whitney, it's like, Okay, so I have something to say. <laughs> and it's like, that's right. not actually, you know, making it into this big moment that you've clearly been thinking about isn't actually, I think, often the best way to go about that. 
I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Also, she's talking to Mary about Jenny and like Mary just is clearly not having it at this dinner. She is you know, going after Heather for not having a husband, which is truly one of my least favorite housewives digs at someone to, to talk about how they don't have a man. It's just like lazy to me. And like, I'm so with you. I even honestly felt that even like last season, like as much as like, we can like rag on Giselle. Like that was the one thing that I think was just like, so dumb. Like the whole, like you don't have a man thing is just, I don't know. It's just so lame. And you're right. It's been a trope. For some time, but like I think especially now where we are at these shows, like you see, you know, like we've seen Heather and the amazing girls that she's raising, which is Elle. Like you see like their mm-hmm. life and and also their exes are both like very much still a part of their lives <laughs> and also their children's lives. So it's like I mean, going back, you know, ten years <laughs> or something, it actually was more uncommon for women on these shows to not have a partner. That was kind of the I mean, it's real housewives. That was kind of the original format. I mean, save for you had people like Joe De La Rosa and Bethany who weren't, you know, in relationships necessarily, or I guess they were in relationships, but not married. But like in 2022 housewives world, it's like nobody on New York has been married for like four years. Who cares? No. That's not, that's not what we're here for. N- none of the viewers care. I really feel strongly. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's a weak thing for Mary to come at. And then she goes after Lisa for her Taco Bell and eating candy. And it's like, Mary really seems to be, she's in the mood to come for everybody, but she doesn't have compelling reasons for any of it. She's just grasping at straws. And I think it also kind of shows how out of touch she is that people watching the show are like obsessed with how much Lisa talks about fast food. Like people love her for it. The Mm -hmm. cut is doing a whole fucking interview with her about it. And it's like, no, actually like that's not (laughs) like, that's a losing battle. If you're going to be like, why do you eat Taco Bell? Everybody's like, Queen, Taco Bell. I was going to say, if you like open up Twitter now, it's like all it is is that scene, which like if anything, it only it only helped. I think with Mary too, what's so interesting and, you know, we still don't know exactly what her role was like season one, but like she wasn't in the group that much. She was in it the first half and then she didn't even go on the trip. So like we're kind of seeing her now really steeped into this group dynamic and outside of her not showing up to the reunion and outside of the controversial stuff, like... There is a part of me sometimes where I do think she's great TV and how unpredictable she is. Like, if this format is just really good for her. Yeah, she's, I think she's great TV. Like, she is always going to bring great moments because she is so unpredictable. But I think that is a different category. You have great housewives that are explosive and whatever. And then you have great housewives that are, you know, dependable and kind of consistent and when you look at the people who tend to have, you know, longer tenures on these shows, it's not the people that are, like, necessarily being, like, the most divisive or the most outrageous. It's like, no, people, somebody that I think gets a lot more negativity than she deserves is Melissa Gorga. Mm-hmm. Because 
when she when they announced the girls trip cast, people were like, "Why is Melissa an all star? Like, what? She doesn't have any iconic lines. Like, blah 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 blah." And I think it's just it does a disservice to evaluate all housewives kind of like performance on the same criteria. And it's like, think about how much of New Jersey we wouldn't have if the Gorgas weren't on the show and like that kind of thing. So I think, you know, with Mary, in a way, I'm going to miss her like a little bit because some of the shit she says is just like so wild, so hilarious. You know, her reaction shots have given me, you know, many a meme, but like... I think she's one of those people that really just like burns too hot and can't last. You know, it just, we've seen that with, you know, like a Siggy Flicker, Brandy Glanville a little bit. <laughs> you know, there's been a lot of people on these shows where it's like they just can't keep it together. Kelly Dodd, I think, was kind of similar to that. Um, so, yeah, right. I mean, like Mary, I have mixed feelings, but at the end of the day, it's like, I don't think she was ever going to be on Housewives for 10 seasons. No, and I think I definitely agree with you, especially like with your Melissa comment and stuff. I think it's hard. I mean, we obviously love our explosive Housewives and the ones that, you know, deliver or quote unquote understand the assignment or bring it. But there are a lot of Housewives who like, I think, still play important roles. And I actually think, you know, even Melissa being on Girl Strip, like, does make sense. Like, you can't, every Housewife can't be, you know, firing off, you know, like there has to be like that connective tissue and also, like, Melissa has been on for 10 years. Like, if anyone else is going to be on it, you know what I mean? Like, why not her? And I think, you know, there are housewives like Robin or, like, even, like, sometimes, like, Dolores sometimes or something where, like, mm-hmm. fans will be, like, they don't, you know, they're kind of boring and they don't, like, bring it. But it's, like, sometimes, like, that's kind of great. And you kind of like that. Also, I would put Candy Burris in that category. And she is one of my favorite housewives. I Absolutely. I love and a- look at how long she's been on. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. I may be small. Oh. <laughs> and um, also, like, the thing is, is that, like, Candy, it's interesting when people are like, oh, they're bored or they don't deliver, but it's like, they have. Like, and I'm not saying, like, just because the Phaedra thing happened, like, Candy should be scot-free. That's not what I'm saying. But, like, she still has, like, delivered so much and is, like, so steady and consistent and is her life is always interesting. She's always opening up more aspects of herself. Like, and I think that also is important. The show can't just be... That was one thing that I kind of liked, as weird as it was, and we'll see. I'm sure we'll talk about um, what even the cast is going to look like next year for Salt Lake City. But, like... Even though we didn't get a lot of Angie, just her connection to the group made her interesting mm-hmm. to me. Just because there was that. It felt like old school housewives. Like the stupid story with the catering and like how she was connected to Whitney and Lisa. Like it just felt, um, I was automatically just a bit more engaged and a bit more just like leaned in. Yeah, like I, a lot of people have been talking about Angie. Obviously we know Mary left the show because she didn't go to the reunion. Now we know Jenny is fired. So there is... It feels like sort of this, you know, hole that's left in the cast. And Angie is kind of the one person that we already know of that seems Mm -hmm. like she could come into play. And yeah, I mean, I don't really have strong feelings about Angie. I'm not like, oh my God, Queen, like put her on the show. She has to (laughs) hold a snowflake. But at the same time, (laughs) like what you were talking about with this group not really feeling like a believable sort of friend group. I think bringing in somebody like Angie would potentially help that or at least be kind of, you know, wouldn't make it worse. Whereas I think if you're going out and just like doing a casting call, you kind of don't know what you're going to get. And we've seen that go really well. We've seen it go really poorly. It's unpredictable. Whereas Angie seems like she would be kind of a sure thing in terms of at least, you know, gelling with the women and sort of being able to play along with the group right it's it's a weird thing i always go back and forth when i have these conversations like because there are some people who are like who are of the mind of like you should cast a housewife who like has a long history with someone like dorinda let's say but then i think you've had so many successful housewives i always think of margaret josephs who like wasn't really friends with siggy but like has grown into and has developed relationships with all the women and still succeeded so i think there's definitely something in the middle, and I think, like we were talking about, Mary just wasn't really, um, not not that she was game, but like there, what she was right when she said she's not friends with them. She's just not, you know? Yeah. What's wild is that Mary is leaving, 
But now we're left with Meredith and Lisa. And, you know, at the end of this episode, the catalyst, what ends up, you know, really igniting that fuse with Lisa Barlow is that Meredith won't speak up on behalf of Jenny or on behalf of really anyone else. And, you know, we see Lisa a little earlier in the dinner being like, you know, no one's sticking up for me. Like, you all have each other. And then she says that she doesn't need anyone to stick up for her, which I think she's really just kind of trying to, you know, pull it together a little bit. Um, But then, obviously, at the end of the dinner, she has had enough. And, um, you know, it's hard to imagine a world in which Meredith and Lisa can kind of get back on track with each other. And to think that the major cause of that could at the end of the day be Mary Cosby. It's like, damn, was that worth it? <laughs> right. I mean, I, I had a weird, so during the first season reunion, I mm-hmm. already like, there were little cracks and hints at Lisa and Meredith and just where they were at in regards to Jen, because of how Meredith felt about Lisa defending Jen and all this stuff. Um, and I, you kind of saw like Heather, like poking that and being like, well, what about Meredith? She's your friend and all this stuff. And you kind of saw it again, but in the reverse this episode with Heather talking to Lisa about Meredith not being there for her. Um, I think it's the recipe for a great housewife story, you know, a friend fallout. But again, like we talked about with like leaks, like imagine if like the Zion trip, like we had all this stuff and we knew going into the season that like so much of it would be Meredith and Lisa. I think one of the great surprises of it has been, we didn't really know that we, the Jen Shaw of it all was enough to get us to tune in, but like it has been such a great watch and we're able to kind of see like where just the disconnect is happening between them. And then we had that amazing moment. Yeah. And I don't think that I wouldn't really call it a hot mic moment because clearly Lisa was aware that she was speaking into a microphone But that moment behind the door, I don't think we knew that that was coming down the pipeline until the preview for this week's episode came out. And, like, that's the kind of thing where that moment, even though the the transcript leaked, like, a couple days before the, basically when the press screener went out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Funny how that works. Um, but, (laughs) But, you know, the fact that we saw that moment in the episode preview the week before, and that's one of those moments where it's like, oh, it's going down like for real, for real. This feels like extremely authentic. You know, there's no part of me that doesn't think Lisa was fully just like saying that stuff with her whole chest and like, Mm -hmm. you know, rattling off what was coming to her mind at that moment and not knowing, you know, six months in advance that that was kind of coming down the pipeline really made it more special. And, you know, I, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then when she opens the door, she's like, here, you can have your mic back and tosses it. I, I know. Oh, my God. I know. That, it was. It literally was... sent. I had full body chills. Like, it just was. And then to find out that Meredith only watched that 12 hours before the reunion, which she confirmed I watched What Happens Live, is, like, just bananas to me. Like, I just can't wait to see. Because I know how I would react. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, yeah. It'd be a lot. And that has definitely made me more excited for the reunion because I have to say when we found out Mary wasn't going to be there and then obviously the Jenny controversy happened after the reunion taping, there was kind of a feeling that it's like, okay, so like, obviously there's still the Jen stuff, but it doesn't really seem like anybody on this couch is in the mood to, you know, drag Jen for what she's going through. So it's like, is there going to be quite enough to talk about? And I mean, we'll see. They still have to fill three hours, which we've seen go better and worse in the past. But this dynamic, I really, really am looking forward to seeing at the reunion. Yeah, it just it. I think it's going to show that, like, obviously, there was plenty for them to talk about and and to break down. And I think it's just going to be so interesting again because they do have that. You know, ten. It feels like all of Lisa Barlow's friends she's had for ten years. I don't know what exactly. What in 2012, in, what happened in she 2010? Right, right, exactly. Um, but she has a lot of 10-year friends. And I think, I, I wanted to ask you too, like, what do you think with, so like with all this that we're talking about with Salt Lake City, I just have been thinking a lot, and I think maybe it's been brought up on Watch What Happens Live, but it's just been so interesting that like, from the beginning of Beverly Hills, before it even aired, there was mm-hmm. so much from the fans to be like, the women aren't asking enough, the women aren't talking about it enough. Like, even like if they would talk about it week after week, they weren't yeah. asking enough. And I think it's so interesting that just, like, the temperature is so different with Jen, someone who, like, has been indicted and, like, actually is in some deep stuff where, like, 
there's no call to really bring it up on the show. Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I have mixed feelings about it because I do, I think almost because of how cut and dry Jen's situation seems to be, that it feels like for the most part, most people are pretty confident that she did it, <laughs> you know? like Right. And the charges are very clear. She has a court date. She's going to trial. We know what is potentially on the line. It almost feels like there is not as much of a point to kind of discussing it until then. Right. Where I do think the one thing that's kind of a little cringe is how how little most of the women in the group seem sort of concerned with really examining their relationship with Jen. I wish there was a little more kind of internal struggle with that, that we were seeing on the show, but I don't necessarily feel the need to have every group scene be like, let's yell at Jen about maybe allegedly committing fraud because I think, you know, the punishment at the end of the day could be her going to prison. And I think that will bear itself out. But with Erica, I think it's almost like because it's such a mystery, it feels like there's a little bit more like work to be done doing more digging. I think that's why with Sutton, it was such a like, yes, girl, like get the receipts, call the lawyer, read the article. Um, And I, it'll be, I mean, it'll be interesting to see this season on Beverly Hills, kind of how that's continuing because you know, there haven't been a lot of real big developments in Erica's stuff. And so it's just kind of still in limbo. And then over the weekend, there was this <laughs> report that she had been dismissed from this lawsuit, which then was pretty rapidly, you know, debunked that it's basically right. like, yeah, she she got dismissed so they could file it somewhere else. Like, she's not actually off the hook for anything. She shared it, though. <laughs> she shared it. And Kyle shared it. Rinna shared it. You know, Clearly, there was a thing. They were on this trip together where it was like, yes, this is good news for our girl. Let's share it. And, right. you know, aside from the fact that it was, you know, that page, that Us Weekly article was a bit misleading. Right. I a bit. think it's, <laughs> it's um, you know, it's telling to see that clearly at least Kyle and Rinna are still really on the same page of like, let's get our girl free. <laughs> Right, and I, like, I do okay, think that they're different. They're different scenarios for sure. Yeah. But like, it's interesting. Even as ridiculous, I shouldn't say ridiculous. Even Meredith talking about the dinner and it being paid for, and us knowing they're on a trip and it's a television show and yeah. all that stuff. I do think that those moments do kind of ground you, though. And I think just remind you, like, even with like, oh, she is gifting them these custom necklaces. <laughs> like, it's a little like, oh, you know, and you could almost forget. If it weren't for those like little moments there, um, yeah. But I do think it is kind of the right tone that they're striking. It's not like again, like every time they sit down with Jen, they're like, "What exactly is going on?" You know. 
Yeah, I honestly would have been more, if I was in Meredith's position, I would have been more upset about the diamond necklace than the dinner because right. I I always think it's a little funny the way they talk about stuff getting paid for on these shows because it's like, in general, production is going to pay for dinner while you're on the cast trip. Like, right. if, you know, if she's calling in some special entertainment or whatever, but like, this didn't even look particularly over the top in the, you know, given everything we've seen on these shows before, like, it was just like a dinner with some flowers and like maybe a performer, but it's not like it's not like right. a party that she's hosting at her home. Whereas I think a lot of the time on these shows, it's like no, Bravo doesn't foot the bill for like Heather's sushi Nobu lunch. Like, right? It's you have to kind of know what to look for, and it's like the thing of like on Summer House when they're like, oh yeah, like I thought it would be fun to do a share house, and like you're on the lease, and it's like nobody's on the lease, right? <laughs> <laughs> what are yeah. you talking about? It's not Literally, how any of this exactly. works. <laughs> and, and you kind of just like, even just, you know, the iconic, like, of, of all the trip introductions, the Megan King Edmonds Ireland one will always go down in history <laughs> as, like, the most ridiculous, where you just have to completely suspend your disbelief. And, like, she's trying to, yeah. like, really discover the I lineage guess. of her family. <laughs> it's like, it, sure. Yeah, I, it's on my, like, long, my, like, extended to-do list at some point to go through and find, like, the most ridiculous reasons they've given for taking a trip on these shows. Because it's like, I mean, even like the, the husbands sending their wives on the thing for mother's day. And like the idea that the husbands are footing the bill for this, it's like, they might've paid for some, you know, activity or spa treatment or something. Like they might be pitching in on some part of it, but like, they're not funding this whole trip. That's not how, that's not how being on a Bravo show works. Right, and again, I think what was so fun about Girls Trip was that that was the whole thing, you know? It was like, there was none of that. It was just was like, we're doing this, we're going on this trip, we've never been able to do this before. Uh, I was so relieved when we found out on Girls Trip that they weren't going to be trying to maintain a fourth wall. Because I was imagining this scenario where it's like, Kyle calls... Kyle calls, you know, Ramona, and Ramona invites Luann, and Luann texts Cynthia, and Cynthia brings Kat. Like, I was just envisioning right. this thing of, like, what what kind <laughs> of, like, disbelief are we going to have to suspend? And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, like, uh, we're good girlfriends from back in the day. And I was so glad that they didn't even try with that. I'm like, we're not stupid. Right. We're, you know, we've all watched enough episodes of these shows. We barely... You know, we can read between the lines when there is a fourth wall, and like we certainly don't need one in that context. But um, yeah, honestly, I'm impressed with how much they've been able to maintain the fourth wall on this um, Salt Lake City trip. Really, until Lisa throws her mic pack at the, <laughs> at the guy. Basically, they, yeah, they've pretty much kept it together. They, at the white party dinner, you you could see cameras in the back a few times when Meredith was like, you know, doing laps between the house and the table, but um, <laughs> they she was really... just getting her steps in before the end of the night. <laughs> She's like, you know what? I'm done. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, God. Credit to them. They've, uh, the production has been tight this season. I feel like they've, yeah. they've made it happen. I mean, she just can't take the hatred. I mean, that's my favorite. Every single statement now is just like, I just cannot take this hatred, this pure hatred that's being thrown at me. It's pure evil. <laughs> so funny. It's, it's pure evil. Um, okay, so I just want to ask, tomorrow we have the Real Housewives of New Jersey season premiere. What are you What are you most excited for going into this season? How are you feeling? Um, <laughs> excited? No, I love Jersey, but I feel like Jersey is always you know, online and everything. It's just like the battle lines are drawn because the group, as much as they do get together, it kind of, there is like a clear three and three. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not really the most excited about that, but I think um, it's going to be great. I think like I mentioned, like it's weird now that like we're in this era of reboots where like we can see literally they'll take a pause and rework the show. Like if you look at Jersey as a whole, like post camp, um, they were really able to rebuild bringing Dolores, who like felt like an OG. And then when Margaret came, and then Jen and Jackie were such great additions that like they're just a solid group. You know, you're gonna, we're used to yeah. them, we're gonna have fun with them. And there was a lot of stuff to break down, especially after the last reunion was crazy. So seeing how the women move on with Jen, yeah, the Louis of it all. I have seen the premiere, and there is definitely some carryover 
from last season's reunion in a couple of different aspects that I think is really smart, especially keeping the cast the same. It's like the reason to keep the cast the same is because of these larger story arcs that have developed. And so, you know, it is, it speaks to how strong this cast is that they're, that they've kept it the same for four years. And there are still things that I feel like I need to be unpacked on the show, you know, because a lot of the time it's like, even by the end of one season, it's like, okay, we kind of have done this, you know, we we're good. Bring in someone new. Um, But also I'm excited to meet Tracy, um, our new friend of, and she, she's like pretty present in the premiere. So I, I feel like she's going to be kind of like an active friend of, cause. Oh, that makes me happy. I mean, it feels like she was like, they were posting pictures with her. I feel like once they started filming yeah. and stuff, and I think better it's a great than Michelle for sure. Bar. Oh my god, with that house, <laughs> I cannot. Michelle, oh my god. But Jersey has always had such a weird relationship with the friend of. I think like each show or each production company, rather, like it means kind of something different. But like the friend of, like a the husbands have always been a part of the DNA and have always had interviews. And even the we've had major friend ofs like Rosie, Kim G, Kim D, like. Danielle for three seasons like mm-hmm. they're not um it's not like some other cities where like the friend ofs are barely even like in like an OC for example sometimes like Sarah or yeah. something you know <laughs> right. it, like people there. that you literally don't remember existing it's like no 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 like Rosie's an icon right exactly no I'm I'm excited I think they always deliver and again there's so much going on with the Jen of it all and also the Louis of it all which will be interesting for us to just Watch and decide for ourselves. I'm apprehensive. (laughs) Oh my god. Right. Um, It's going to be a ride. You'll have to come back um, sooner rather than later so we can talk about Jersey once we're into the thick of it because I have a feeling it's going to be a fun time. Of course. You know, I'd, I'd love to. I adore you and this has been so fun. Thank you so much for being here. Jared, before we go, tell everyone where they can find you, where they can read what you're writing, all of that good stuff. Yes. So as you mentioned, I'm an entertainment writer at thegrio.com. So you can catch me every day <laughs> covering some entertainment news. And you can follow me on Instagram at the Jared Alex, where I share a lot of my content. Um, and on Twitter at, at hey, it's Jared. Hey with two Y's. A great housewives tweeter. If you're into, <laughs> if you're into Twitter, uh, <laughs> um, but thank you so much for being here, and thank you everyone so much for listening. And don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention it all is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.